let me go in here. I can edit all of this out anyway. All right. And I'll start with the intro. Hey, what's going on, recreators? This is Nick. Um, you're listening to the Life Recreated Show. And this show, we're all about diving into learning, healing, and growing um, in mind, body, and spirit. And so each week, we are all about just tackling some difficult conversations so that we can learn um how can we we can just fully walk in freedom um as a new creation and i'm excited about this conversation that i'm gonna have uh today with a good friend of mine um today we're gonna be diving into the topic of talking about toxic masculinity and i'm actually joined by a good friend of mine here um mr Arrington. Um, he is a CEO, uh, the founder of uh, Rugged Evolution Beard Care. I mean, he is responsible for helping me to get things in order. Uh, when I was lost, I found him and he got me on the right track. Um, he's also the host of the R Smooth podcast, man. And I'll be definitely uh, sure to link all of those down um, in the description below. Um, and I'm excited about me and him having this conversation. We're going to be talking about uh, toxic masculinity today. Arrington, how you doing today, man? man what's going on nick i feel so honored being on this show man it's just i mean it's just it's i'm i'm excited to be here so thank you so much for having me boss man yeah for sure for sure man i'm excited as well bro i've uh you know i i think you know i had mentioned it the other day and you know I, i'll take this time to hear say it right now um ever since we met we've known each other for a few years now and kind of met um through different avenues and real estate man but i've always been inspired by what you're doing um, as a young entrepreneur, as a young black man in our community, man, I'm always, I'm, it, it just blows my mind. All the stuff you got going on, everything that you're working towards, the, the, uh, the, the value that you're adding to other people, man, is, is exponential, man. And I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm just excited about everything that, that, uh, and how everything is working out, man, and how everything is laying into place, man. I'm really excited about it for you, man. Man, man, thank you so much. I mean, I mean, just hearing hearing you say those, you know, kind words really, you know, it it always motivates me because I tell everybody, I was never, you know, I was never trying to work on to be a leader. Um, mm -hmm. I, I'm excited. I do want to, you know, lead by example. I do want to, you know, let my actions uh do, you know, I guess lead to some people, but I never want to be the person you know higher up i never went to be that leader i was behind the scenes kind of guy but uh just my whole focus my whole mission in life is to change the narrative so just with the the things i do the way i talk walk introduce myself socialize with people the relationships i build the way i work i'm just trying to change the narrative because you and you know what i mean by change the narrative there's always that stigma with african-american males oh and young oh he can't no yeah because how oh, old are you how old are you 27 you're 27. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, 27. Gotcha. Um, All right. You been been a, a a business owner for about um, well, I say entrepreneur for about five years, going on six. Um, but in you know in that frame is you know I've been very fortunate and blessed to accomplish some great things and and still have a lot of more things to accomplish. But um, just you know building great relationships. I I'm, I'm a listener. I, I make sure I listen. Um, all, all, all the young people out there get please who's, who's watching this and listening to this, be sure to always listen. You know, God gave us uh, two ears and one mouth for a reason. So it's like, you gotta, you gotta close it and you gotta listen to all the great, you know, tools and that's helped me in life. So, um, yeah, man, I just, I just like to change the narrative. That's all I can say. I just love to change the narrative. I mean, there's, there's the, you got the haters out there. You got the haters. I, I hopefully I don't, I, I don't think I have haters, but you know, there's people that look down on you just for. Uh, the you know the color of your skin and you know all that negativity so i just try to help change the narrative and keep them positive right 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 and i think you brought up a really good point man before we kind of jump into what we're going to talk about i think that was one of the things that really drew me to um just admiring you and what you've been doing and how you move is the fact of like really kind of changing that narrative you know what i mean like for mm -hmm. me i just turned uh I, I turned 40 last year or not last year last week and, boy um, you don't look no yeah, you don't exactly, look exactly. Damn, what, i know boy, boy hey, that man exfoliates yeah, yeah man exactly <laughs> exactly boy i get hey better with time man there you go and so um you know when i look at like where i was at at 27 28 29 I was like, man, if I would have had kind of like that mindset or just been exposed to that level of, um, you know, excellence or wanting to portray that that level of excellence, man, things could have, you know, it would it would it would have played out differently. So that's why I get excited to see it and uh, just to see it play out. I always tell I tell my wife this all the time. One of the things that I love seeing and it's it's one of my big things that I really focus on is I love seeing when people are in 
the grind of like building something great. Right. And what I mean by that is like, you know, a lot of times, especially now in the time that we're living in, right, we can see success. We see people becoming successful. We see all these different things and we kind of see like the after effects of it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't really see like the 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 journey. You know what I mean? The journey they is like they what don't see from day important. one to, you know, they don't see day one until where it's taking them. I, For I, sure. I yep. For sure. And the journey is, I feel like, where you learn a lot of the lessons at, right? I mean, Absolutely. success, it becomes once you get that, you know, to that level, it's like, all right, I'm, I'm assuming that it would just kind of kind of flow and just kind of roll in a certain way. But seeing the journey, that's what's important, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited, man, to see your journey, bro. Um, like I said, I'm going to link everything down below, bro, because I, I definitely um, I know that you got a you got a, an amazing legacy that you're going to be leaving, man, on this <laughs> on this earth for sure. Dang. I'm, and I don't say I don't I don't just throw words out there like that to just say words like that. I ain't I ain't a type to be. I don't want to gas gas people up. You know what I mean? We ain't, we ain't in a gas station here. We're yeah, man, get, gas away, gas away. Yeah, I appreciate exactly. it. I'm yeah. enjoying I'm it. I'm going to give you flowers now. I'm going to give you flowers now. You know what I'm saying? So we got them now. So no, I appreciate it. Cool deal. So look, I wanted to jump into a, a conversation. I think this is a good conversation. I wanted to really address this issue of toxic masculinity. Um, mm-hmm. I know you and I, we had a conversation, like we talked on the phone maybe a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you remember this, but uh, you had mentioned like you had touched on that topic and how you had um, maybe had a conversation with somebody around there. And mm-hmm. it really started piquing my interest because I think that's one of the issues that we as young men, Mm-hmm. Um, in our generation, we're really kind of facing and we're really kind of uh, need to learn how to change the narrative around. Right. We need to learn Absolutely. how to change the narrative around that. So I wanted to talk with you about it uh, as far as coming from different angles, angles of being an entrepreneur, angles of being a young black man, angles of being, a, you know, a younger man in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. just kind of see what 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 your, your take is. But um, where I wanted to kind of start first was for you. Um, how would you define when you hear the term toxic mas- masculinity? How would you define that term when you hear that term? Uh, when I when I hear that term, I always think of you know stereotypes, you know masculine stereotypes. So, uh, for example, uh, 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 changing a tire, you know, learning how to work your ways around a car, changing a tire, or um, uh, uh, being an athlete, being very athletic, playing sports, um, stereo, those to me are like stereotypes because you're, you're, they're actions. You're assuming that, okay, if you suck at sports or if you don't play sports, you're not really a man. If you don't know, uh, what this is underneath the hood in your car, that doesn't make you a man. If you, um, oh man, if, if you don't listen to hip hop music, that don't make you a man. Uh, if you, oh man, if, if you are, a a, a, uh, a fan of theater if you are you know if you are uh, on broadway or if you are uh, more involved in music than sports you know stuff like that cer- certain certain actions uh, uh stereotypes that's when I, I think of toxic masculinity right. um um it's it's an irritating term I, I mean i hate the fact that it really exists because there is trying to we are trying to and i say we as far as the ones that are you know trying to help change the narrative and you know build up the change we're trying to take get away from that stigma but you still have people um and 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 a lot of them are raised in that era but you know you have young people that still you know believe hey if you if you don't drink beer you're not a man right <laughs> if you if you, can't take a, if, you, if you can't take a drink you're not really a man or you know little things like that if you watch this you're not a man and um i just i, I can't stand a man it's 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 crazy but i mean we still it's still a word that we're trying to get rid of but it's still very much uh in existence in our society Right. So with being like, and I know you mentioned earlier, you said you were 27 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like kind of where I'm at right now is I'm kind of in this gap, like a generation gap, because it's mm-hmm. like, you know, like I just turned 40. So it's like, I know some of the older gentlemen that I look up to, people that are in my dad's age, you know, their age range. Um, I saw that as being really prevalent in their you know what I mean? Their their kind of culture and their society. Oh, abs- like, absolutely. It was crazy, right? So where it was like, you know, all these different kind of mindsets that they kind of like handed down that said, okay, you know, it was it was almost like, um, especially here in our country, I think it's it's a, it's a bigger issue, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. we're we're in a capitalist country and we revolve around capitalism. 
Um, so there's, you know, on top of just kind of like this masculinity issue of what defines a man, mm-hmm. you now have another whole layer that says, okay, well, this is what defines you as a man, but then you have capitalism and, and, and the yeah, things it's that- almost like a leadership role. Like you, if, in order for you, you have to be, a, a um, what's the word I'm looking for? If you're not a, most of the CEO positions, most of the chairman positions, mm-hmm. right. You gotta be the man, you know, the, 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 the hard earned, the, you know, top dog man. Right. And right. Uh, it starts to lead to the form of when, our, our queens are not getting the right respect, right? And the opportunities. Um, but to go back what you said, um, uh, being that it's the age gap of us, and you looked up to, you know, your older, the older generation, that was the same as me. I have, my, my mom always jokes, she's like, why do you have a lot of older friends? I mean, you you were at my bachelor party. I mean, how many? <laughs> I was, yeah, I was, oh, hey, you were probably the youngest guy there, almost. That, right? that's, what, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I was, growing up as a kid, I was always, you know, surrounded by, my old my uncles my great uncles older cousins and i i enjoyed it i enjoyed the conversation i truly believe that you know my uncles were probably of that generation you know uh, uh if you do this you're not a man and i and i it's, it's no disrespect to them i mean it was a point where i'm like i gotta i i i, I respect i still respect them to this day but i also want to um you know i want to make them happy so i want to do this let me let me let me accomplish a, a success in uh, playing athletics or doing this and so I can really get that title of, you know, I'm a, I'm a man now. You're a man now. Right. So did you yeah. did you get into sports? Because I know you played. I know we talked about it before. I don't know. We didn't mention, but you played football and like you've uh, been footballs, track and field, soccer, lacrosse. Those are yeah, my main. Those are my. Yeah, I, I play a little bit of everything. My two main sports was probably track and field and football. Um, gotcha. But um, I, and I wish I would have stayed in soccer. But again, you go back to toxic masculinity, uh, uh, you know, they in our soccer, community in our community in our community <laughs> yeah, yeah, soccer, yeah. soccer is not that you know that 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 main that, that sport but it really is one of the most toughest athletic sports in the world but you know in our community basketball football boxing you know stuff that vigorous stuff that puts uh puts um a toll on our body but just to prove that you have that toughness right so mm-hmm. those are sports mm-hmm. i was um I was involved. I did, you know, I did karate as a little kid as well, too. Didn't know too much uh, of karate, but um, I'm a huge fan of MMA, karate, all that great stuff. And um, and yeah, those were kind of the athletics I, I did growing up. I was a big fan of wrestling, still still a big fan of, you know, wrestling, too. So, yeah. again, the, the man's man, you know, kind of sports and entertainment. So uh, those are those are the fields that I done when I was um, when I was much younger. Right. And I think, too, when you think about it, a lot of times the, the older the older guys that we hung around with and that we spent time with, they kind of tried to to, to lead us in that direction. You know what I mean? Yep. Like you said, yep. like, um, and, but, you know, it's kind of actually interesting, man, is for me growing up, it was almost kind of like the opposite. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't mm-hmm. get I didn't get it was still I, I think it was still a level of like like that kind of toxic masculinity in a sense, because mm-hmm. it was more like um it was more performance right performance as far as education and like mm-hmm. getting your books and you know a man needs to provide a man needs to do this a man needs to do that so when it came to like sports like i always was interested in sports because i'm kind of comp- i'm already competitive mm-hmm. but it wasn't like push like okay it wasn't something that said that you were manly because you did the sports but i still got the i still got the same energy with saying like it wasn't manly if you couldn't provide. Like if you wasn't being yeah, able true. to be a breadwinner, if you weren't able to be a you know X, Y, and Z, then you weren't um, being a man. So let, let me ask you this because this just brings up another good, um, good something to think about. Like that I was just yep, thinking about. Yeah, yeah. With, with seeing that and like like experiencing being pushed in that direction, what do you think it was about the generation that we experienced that really kind of pushed like this toughness on men. Cause you mentioned something like you were like, okay, well it, it didn't, it wasn't manly unless it was taking a toll on my body mm-hmm. or it w- causing me to have some kind of pain. Cause all these stuff that you just listed causes pain, right? Like, Absolutely. About Absolutely. It, right? Sports, wrestling, fighting, all that stuff causes pain. What do you think it was about like that? Maybe that older generation that kind of pushed that. Man, honestly, man, I just, I'll go back in slavery. I mean, if you, if you think about it, a lot of our, you know, male ancestors, man, they were, they were abused. They were abused and they were, they were mocked. And I think that they knew that they did not want their, um, that they didn't want their, uh, uh, 
legacy, their next generation to go through the same era. And what I mean by that is not to be spit on, not to be looked down on. You have to you have to be tough in order to, you know, make a way and, you know, uh, make a way at the table or or make a way and get your name uh, mentioned. Um, I, I, I really do think it's, it's a, it's a, it's a fear thing. And it's just, again, our culture, our ancestors, man, we were, we were abused. We were, we were abused and mocked and, and the whole nine yards. So I really think that leading on to the older generation, they're like, Hey, look, I need you to do this and do that. Uh, like you said, be a provider. I need you to be a provider. I need you to know how to have all these different traits. Um, I need you to different traits of labor. I need you to get your body strong in order to defend because you're going to have a family and so on and so on. And I, and and I, and that's just, and that's just coming off the top of the dome. I think that's, I think it, I think it goes back to, to slavery for the older generation now for like someone like my, um, uh, uh, you know, just my, my older, uh, my, my dad or my uncles, um, again, they, they had to get it from their, uh, dads, uh, who were, who were from, from that area, a lot of, uh, discrimination, a lot of mistreatment. So um I think I think it's just the 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 past abuse and the past uh the past um um hurt and hate that they they feared. I think they uh think that in order for you to be to not show fear, you have to be tough. And it's just that key word is fear. And that's where I think it kind of came upon it, it it was brought up by our older generation is just the fear is is the fear. So if you if you show less fear then you're already showing us a sign of confidence um mm-hmm. even though they've always had the confidence and they never really had the fear it was just they never had the opportunity <laughs> you know that's that's what they, they just they never had the opportunity so all right well so kind of d- diving a little bit a little bit more on that because you made a good point i mean you mm-hmm. said all right well it, it's 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 not really like because you know you think about it when you think about that aspect of our history Mm-hmm. Right. If you look at a lot of and I and I don't just, you know, I, I try and be light with how I say say words. But like, you know, when you look at the physical structure mm-hmm. of men from our community of and when you look at that comparison, it's like in my head, I'm like, mm, I don't know if I could really be scared of you because I know I know that I could if I had to put hands on you, I could do that. So it's like one of those things where. You know, yeah, the fear kind of plays into it and, you know, we have to be tough. But I, I kind of want to dive into a little bit of wh- why, you know what I mean? Like, wh- what causes that, you think? I mean, it's just, oh, man. I mean, and when, when you were talking, when you were talking that, the first thing I started thinking of was the movie Django. Because the, the fighting mm-hmm. scene with the two big, big black guys fighting yeah, each other yeah, yeah, for, yeah, as yeah, for, exactly. inter- for entertainment. And um, right. again, I mean, we were we weren't privileged enough to have our excuse me, our um, our ancestors. They probably weren't. They were not that privileged to have the great resources that, you know, uh, uh, you know, white families back then had. And so it's like, OK, you had to you had to have that physical appearance because for one, you're doing heavy labor for people whether if it was inside or outside and um and it's it's it's, re- it's really interesting because now you got me thinking harder on it because I'm, I'm like hmm i never really thought too much of the root aspect um i just always go on you know how we how we were raised in the in the black community now I, and we say the black community but honestly in in all in older generation and all for all males they were pretty much uh, you know the toxic masculinity was the, the the same right same with sports same with uh 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 learning how to do certain labor labor work learning how to uh um uh know your way around a vehicle like you said being a provider if you if, if the lady makes more than you oop, you ain't a man because you ain't providing you let you let yeah. a woman take care of, you know yeah. all that all that crap um so that's where I think I'm. I'm losing my train of thought because I don't. I didn't lost what the what the question was. No, 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 no. You're right. You're right. You're right. I, I think just we were just talking about like, hey, how, like, where does that fear be? You know, where does it come from? Where is it developed from? You know, like, I, like I was mentioning, like when you look at like who we are as a community, how we're built, how mm-hmm. we're kind of structured. It, you know, it was like, man, what what was it that that caused us to 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 to, to well because have was- so much fear. You know the, what I mean? But so I I think where that came from was the fact that if they if and I and I say they in slavery, I feel like if they did something wrong or if they did not like if they if they 
if they had an issue, if if the the owner, if the owner saw an issue what they were doing, they would get abuse, right? You think mm-hmm. of the I go back to films. You think of the movie uh was it Django? Oh, not ju- oh, well, not no, just Django. Django. Uh, Glory. Remember Glory? I don't know if you oh, remember. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No yeah, Glory, yeah. the scene where um where Denzel Washington was getting whipped, and the, he yeah. had already countless slashes on his back, and yeah. the man showed no. He he was he was still the whole time, but in in if you looked at his eyes, his eyes was tearing up because it was mm-hmm. obviously painful. But I think the fear came because if they knew if they got in trouble, they would have gotten they would have got abuse abuse mm-hmm. abuse abuse hurt hurt or you know maybe their family would have got the same thing so all, the fear comes from well if they if they hurt me or kill me they might go to my family and do the same thing so you you, you need to be, be be on your p's and q's in order to not get um uh, uh like a, a red flag or a pink slip by the, you know by the massa and i think that's where the fear comes from just same same when it comes to um in the in the workplace and uh they tell you um what do they what do they do they do like a trial runs they do test runs hey look don't mm-hmm. do this because we had such and such do this back in you know in 2018 or 2008 but we just don't want you to follow back you know we don't want that same thing to happen to you so you need to do this and do that and do that so i think that's where i'm assuming the, the, where the fear uh uh really came about was just you know the countless abuse they said okay look in order for me to stop doing this i need to you know i need to you know man up Man what they up, say, yeah. I need to man up. Yeah. So now here, here's the thing that I think, and, and I think that's an excellent point. It makes a lot of sense because mm-hmm. if you do show that fear, if you do show in those type of moments and in those type of circumstances that you are afraid, mm-hmm. you know, obviously they're going to exploit that, right? They're going to use that. They're going to be able to, you know, be able to um, take well, that well, to another. Oh, my yeah, bad. No, no. I was just going to say uh, another example is um, if you are fe- if you're a fearful driver, most likely, if you're a fearful driver, what's going to happen? An accident's going to happen, yeah. uh, you know, because you're you're driving already scared and intimidated, and that's why I always like to think positive. Well, for one, I'm not, I'm, you know, I like to drive like I own the road. That don't mean <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm an aggressive driver, Nick. But I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know, in any, you anything in life that you do fearfully, you, you, you know, something, something's. Not, something, you're gonna attract something bad exactly it's, oh, yeah, gonna, it's yeah. gonna attract something bad that's what I, yeah, yeah that's what i want to say yeah yeah it's like definitely a law of attraction but here's the other part of that too though here's the problem i think mm-hmm. is that when you think about if you think about in those type of environments right mm-hmm. if i um you know establish this kind of fearful environment and where it was like okay i'm in pain as a man right so let's mm-hmm. say for instance using an example i'm in pain as a man i can't show that pain right mm-hmm. the problem is I might not want to show the person that's above me or that I have to answer to that pain. But what happens now when I go home and I have my son that's trying to be, you know what I mean? Like as a kid. And, and, like, the, and the problem is you're not going to be to your true self to them. You're not going to be exactly. your true. You're not going to be really who you are meant to be. And you're not going to be true in your skin. And again, that and all that does is just hurt your the next legacy because now they're gonna be saying okay well he's never showing his true self and that's why you know we, we have a lot of friends that said man i ain't never seen my dad cry before this is the first time i've seen him cry and it's, it's sure. rare it's, that's it's a good rare. question how many times have you ever seen your your you know what i mean like how many times have you ever seen that happen exactly and i'm the same I, I'm, I'm the same way i honestly if i have to count i would say two and the two yeah, and the here. two and then two is happens at where it normally happens at funerals so that's the only yeah, time yeah. That's the only time I've seen uh, my my dad get emotional, um, and I would say the same thing honestly for for my mom. You, I mean, you know my family. I've 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 seen my mother get emotional because she's a tough cat too. Now I you know she, she, yeah. she she's a tough cat too. So <laughs> she I've only seen her uh, emotional at um at, and I th- and I and I don't think that I think they just they do that just to always know that you know if if they show that kind of emotion around their kid then their kid will get worried so i think my parents you know continue to raise me uh great because they never want to show that side um of them but it is important to show that side so now you get all the elements of you know your parents right but right. i think they they mainly do that to know that hey don't ever feel like you know something's going on you know mm-hmm. you're all you're that's why i always say i was very blessed and fortunate to um you know have a great support system uh like my parents because 
there was never um you know I there was just there was never a moment I was you know nervous or scared or anything maybe if i did something wrong if i did something wrong that's yeah, when i was scared yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's when i was scared that's why i was trying right. to look for my what hiding place can i do this time what hiding place now right. they, they, they knew all my spots they knew my spots so i was screwed regardless but <laughs> but um <laughs> I, I was but but that but that's but i've never seen my um pops really get emotional and nor have i wanted to see them see me get emotional uh, other mm. other as a little kid, why, why I not why not you know what? Because I just personally, I don't like crying. I mean, it's, it is where's the sound. I just, I don't like being sad. I don't like. I love. Uh, I love. I'm. I'm all about positivity. Like I wake gotcha. up happy. I'm. I wake yeah, up grateful. ready to go. Oh, for yeah, real. Yeah, for real. Because I'm like, if I wake up yeah. pissed off, I'm like, okay, my day's not going to go great. So I always, I always keep that positive mindset. And it's weird. And I'm kind of telling my my secrets, but like. I'm that we person where, secrets, man. yeah, I'm, you know, I, I, I might as well say it on your podcast. I might as well say it. So I'm that person where I could be watching um, an amazing, uh, uh, amazing, inspiring story, in, in you know, by myself, and that's when I start building up the emotion. Because, like you said earlier, seeing a journey from day one, and then or just seeing someone hit hard times and get motivated, either blessed. When I see nice uh, blessings, you know, being shown, mm-hmm. that's what makes me, you know, makes me choke up because it's just it's a beautiful thing to see mm-hmm. but um but i make sure the room is empty i just it's just and it's weird it's weird i just I, my fiance's never seen me cry really um no she's never she's never i, seen I could me be cry. i could be honest with you man last year for me um was the first time that my wife had ever really seen me cry like that before wow you know wow. what i mean and it was it was on a couple of you know like i had and you know i've shared this with you before and i talked you know to other folks about it. i had a rough year last year mentally mm-hmm. and um and up until that point i never was like i was like yo tight like i'm not letting nobody see any kind of emotion <laughs> clench the butt um, cheeks yeah you're not seeing anything um, but then I, I, last year, like I said, I, I you know, I, ha- I was having a lot of those challenges and, and I realized like, okay, you know, there's, for me, there was something that when I, when I, when I went into those spaces and I was allowing myself to, to be kind of vulnerable like that, open like that, it did it for me, it helped a lot mm-hmm. with healing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it actually was, was interesting about it, bro, was when I was able to be vulnerable like that, um, it it made me less fearful mm, like i didn't mm, i didn't have mm. to worry like it didn't matter anymore right because this is kind of going back to what we we're talking about with toxic masculinity like one of the things that we get caught up with in a stereotype is that men are not allowed to cry i've only seen my dad cry twice that i could really remember mm-hmm. and the first one of the times was when i was leaving for the navy you know mm, what I mean? Like, mm, so it's mm. like, you know, it's like one of an emotional things. moment. That's, that's definitely it's an emotional a t- moment. Right. Exactly. Um, but, you know, what I realized when I was in these moments last year, I was like, OK, well, if I can be open like this as a man and not have somebody say, OK, Nick, yeah, you're having a difficult time. Why are you having this breakdown? But have somebody that's like, hey, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm here with you and I'm supporting you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, cool. Well, yeah, it, it doesn't make me less than, you know what I mean? Like it never really made me. Less and it's it's so than. freeing. It's so freeing, For right? Sure. Like because you're, you know, again, it's the 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 stress is off because you're worrying about it too much. Like for me, I'm a that's like so I have I have other friends that suffer with with um uh, mental m- mental health, okay. and I always tell them just to you know for them to feel more comfortable. I'm like, look, dude, honestly majority of everyone that lives in the world has a form maybe not an advanced form but they have a form like for me mm-hmm. i have i i get nervous to the point i'll have i'll you know get pretty nauseous if i put, speak in front of like six people maybe or even more i hate public speaking i absolutely mm-hmm. hate it that's why i enjoy i enjoy the one-on-one conversations but i can't stand it and it's it's hard because being an entrepreneur and in business and i'm trying to build a brand if i don't show that confidence then I don't make money. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't, if, and if people see the, what, if people see the confidence level of myself being very low, they're going to be like, okay, I'm not going to have any faith in this business. So right. again, that adds stress to me. So I'm always just like, oh, oh, second guessing, second guessing, second guessing. So I, you know, it's, it's definitely freeing when, when you can really be truly open and uh, when they see both, you know, you don't have to hide anymore. It's like, oh, I can finally relax. I can now. just let it out. Yeah, exactly. I can yeah. Just let yeah. It out. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's kind of part of like changing the narrative because, Mm -hmm. you know, when I got to that point where I was like, okay, yeah, I can just kind of really talk about like the things that I might be dealing with or struggling with. Um, I didn't, I, I, there was no, it wasn't necessary for me to be as tough kind of going back to Mm. the example that you were talking about when we look at the example of what's happening in our community, what's happening with slavery, whatever it may be, Mm. you know, back then it was like, okay, I can't show this person that they're hurting me because if I do, then they're going to see it as a sign of weakness. What I started learning last year was like, okay, I can show, I can express this side of my emotion, but that doesn't mean that I'm, that doesn't mean that I'm soft. It doesn't mean that you're going to walk over me. It just means that, Hey, this is a moment where I'm like needing to process this and her. I look at guys like, you know, th- to bring in the Bible to it. Mm-hmm. I look at guys like David, you know, you look at a guy like David in the Bible, this guy's a warrior. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like he's mm-hmm. just, I mean, I wouldn't want to never showed any him. fear. He never showed any fear. That's what I'm saying. But if you see a flip side and you go to Psalms and you mm-hmm. read his, his things and he's talking about the struggles that he had and crying and emotions and all that stuff. I'm like, none of us ever really look at like David and be like, man, this guy was kind of soft. Like, you ain't nobody going to say that. You know what I mean? Like, but in our context that we're looking at now in our, especially in our generation, it's like, okay, yeah, it, there should be a point where we're able to express a lot of those things and kind of get it off, you know? And I think absolutely, it's absolutely. And, and, and another thing too, I want to mm-hmm. bring up a, a, a another great well i say a story that just proved like while i'm always trying to change you know change the narrative so um a friend of mine well actually i know uh multiple uh uh well not multiple but i know probably a few uh uh guys that are openly gay awesome Mm -hmm. dudes i consider them great friends one of them um i actually had on my podcast and he is a um he's a musician but he actually he um he just launched uh, probably six months ago. He entered into the drag world, right? Okay. And and um, I told him, I'm like, well, you know what? I would love to have you on this show because, for one, I want to help bridge the gap between black straight men and the LGBTQ community. Because at the end of the day, you're human beings. We should mm-hmm. you should not be mistreated uh, just because of you know your sexual orientation. If, mm-hmm. As a black man, I I feel like that's kind of hypocritical. You know, just because I mean, hey, people look, people would judge would judge me because of the color of my skin. So why should I judge? And I mean, you shouldn't True. be judged anything. We live in a universal world, a universal society for a reason. You need to accept all religions, all you know, sexual orientation, all that. You need to accept them and just stop being uptight. Like that's my whole pet peeve. I'm like, you shouldn't be mistreated. You, we should all be equally treated the same. So it was a privilege. I told him. I consistently told him. It was an honor to have you on the show. And we had a great conversation, myself and a few of my other uh, great friends. It was really he was he was in a room of all straight men, you know, production crew in the background, too. He was promoting a book of him dressed in drag. And I said, hey, y'all got to buy my man's book, man. Y'all got to buy my, you know, buy my buddy's book and support because, hey, this is, you know, it's it's just and and for him. It was so free and he felt so humble. Because he's like, man, this is my first, like, he's done multiple shows, multiple shows. He's like, this is my first, like, show, like, talking with, like, straight men. And I'm like, well, hey, you know, I hope it's a, a first of many because you're always invited. And mm-hmm. I felt and I felt comfortable, you know, being around. I didn't feel like, ooh, ooh he, this, he, that. I'm like, no, yeah. he's human. So, right. but again, I bring that up because let's let a random, you know, straight man or anybody be like, ooh, that dude, he, he gay or he, you right. know, he little sissy because you talking with him. So I'm like. Dude, like I don't, I, and I and I never understand it. Look, I even stretch it out a little more. My fiance and I, my my bride to be, uh, we went to his. He had he was um he was also on the show to launch. He was doing a um a drag show in a in a beautiful theater uh, located in um in a uh, um, Virginia Beach in, in Town Center, and mm-hmm. um and we attended. I said, hey, look, I'm we were supporting a friend. It was our first ever drag show, and we had a great time. I called him <laughs> and I said, hey, congrats, you know, congratulations, bro, and this. And I had a joke, and I'm like. Man, normally I don't really congratulate dudes, and you know uh, that rock the heels really good. But man, you rocked the you rocked in them heels, man. Did, did she sure. hurt anything? And you know, she <laughs> was she was, was like, man, you know, your makeup was on point. You it was it was fun, and it was, but it was so it was. I know it had to be freeing for him because again, he's still you know he's a grown man. He's probably well in his mid to late forties, but he's you know he's still you know he's still uh, uh, still has his you know uh, his walls to hit because there's a lot of people that don't like that. But I, again, I bring all that stuff up because they will let you know the fact that you're just talking to me 
you know, you're brave, but you also put yourself uh, at a risk of being insulted or people looked upon, you know, people judging you and stuff. And that's what right. that whole toxic masculinity, when I said the stereotypes, actions, it's all about actions. There's no such thing as toxic masculinity. There's there's no true uh, uh, person uh, that's like, oh, that's the man's man. It's all actions. It's all actions. Mm. You know, if you were if you were pink, you're not man enough. Right. I'm wearing this. This shirt got some little flowers on it and I rock the hell out of it. You know what I mean? Mm. It's just they they continue to uh, uh, I just can't stand. It. I get hot about it because I I had a, I was on a, um, a radio show uh, and um, and uh, a, a gentleman on the show was saying, I feel like now and he was a much older guy in his 60s. He said, I feel like um, they're taking our manhood away. I'm like, what is the, what are they taking making men less of a man? I'm like, what does that mean? What does that mean, man? I, That's I, a I, good question. I was getting so what, is hot. That, what, what was what was his answer to that? Because what the, what the heck does that mean? How do you take my manhood away from me? I don't understand. And see, that. and and I told him, I said, really, uh, I said there there is no true definition action wise of there. You might, there's a there's a definition of a man, you know, part parts wise, like you know, man parts, yeah, female yeah. parts. That's right. that's simple. But action wise, right. there's really no true definition of you know, man up and stuff. And honestly, I was it was I was so hot it was a blur because I don't even think he gave us a response because it was like we kind of like said no no it's ridiculous but I think for him again he is he's much older for him he's like well you see guys like um oh man I just use Pharrell Pharrell's example Pharrell is very uh um, eccentric very artsy sometimes you might see Pharrell wear some shorts a hat like a skateboarder next thing you might see Pharrell wear a skirt. The man might wear a skirt. He, he's just—he's—he's—he's. He's, he's, that's his—that's his brand. That's his persona. That—that that does not make him less of a man. That man has a beautiful family, beautiful wife. He—he's—he's he's more man than some of those other guys. The fact that he's wearing a skirt, he makes statements. That's a statement. But again, I—I use—I use him as an example because I think that's—that's that's what he brought as a. Um, as an example, just saying these guys are just this and that and that, and everybody just so sensitive. Everybody just so sensitive. I'm like, hey, agree to disagree, but I was I was hot. I was hot. I was I was because again, you hear it so many times, and I'm just like saying, you. What did I say, man? I said something smart, which I shouldn't have said, but I just said, dude, you wear Vans. You don't even skateboard. Like, are you trying to be white? I said something <laughs> like that. I'm sorry, yeah, I said something yeah. like that. But yeah, it's just again, I'm like that but what i just said was a stereotype you know just because you had wear vans does not make you a skateboard skateboard you happen yeah. to just like the shoes yeah. so i just you know i get on my rants man i apologize this is your show no no, right? no, no. <laughs> no that's good that's good and that's what I, I love to hear because here here's the thing i feel like what 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 i hear sometimes when i hear conversations like that is really you know it's not a thing of they're taking our manhood but it's it's i feel like sometimes it's more of a thing of they're exposing my insecurity mm, right so mm, that's mm. where i feel like sometimes we get into these things where it's like oh they're doing this they're doing that what can all like my thing with it is what are number one who are they right like i always ask that question people are like oh they're doing this they like okay who is these people because you keep saying they they is like a a group of individuals somewhere that we're supposed to be able to identify but whenever i ask who they is we don't have a, a, a specific answer for who they are. And so honestly, like, they, they is the person inside of you. I mean, seriously, it's sure. the person, it's the person in your mind. That's that's the for days. Sure. That's the that's the many days with no names, no zip codes, no, no, exactly. no addresses. You don't exactly. even know what they look like. Right. You know, it's just what's they what do they like to order from Starbucks? You don't know. You just don't exactly. know. There's just a random person in their head. So exactly. uh, it's, it's it really is. It's it's, it's interesting. But. You're, but you're absolutely right. Like I always wonder, like who is they? But I, for me, and I and I, I use the example of what you know. I have a fear of public speaking. Um, you know, I have a fear beforehand because I'm, I'm I don't even know who's gonna be there. But in my mind, I continue to tell myself. I continue to tell myself, well, what if? What if? What if? And I, you know, I'm I I make myself. It, it, you know, I make myself anxious. I make myself nervous. So for them, their their days is the person inside of them that continue to say it. and it could be their it could be their 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 great uncle that they looked up to that probably said this you know their their mentor that probably said this is this is the what you need to be you know doing as a man that's that's probably another person in their head that they uh that is that's one of the days right mm -hmm. um but it's, mm. it's 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 ridiculous because we need we have got to continue to take that out of the of the picture because there's so many gifted 
you know, kids. And I, and the sad thing is there's a very high rate in suicides with youth, not even not even grown people. I mean, we're hearing about teenagers taking their lives because they're either getting bullied or they, they have their true passion, how the way they feel, how the way they want to be addressed. And, you know, they're 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 being bullied from school, but they probably are also not respected from the household too, from, you know, from their family or from their fathers. And it's, it's, it's hard. It's, it's really sad because we, if we want to see this country continue to grow and continue to thrive with, you know, great creators, right? We don't want, we, we have to continue to help motivate people. We have to continue to be cheerleaders of other people. We have to continue to brand build. We have to continue to just, you know, uplift the, the, you know, uplifting uh, uh, is just so needed in our society and I think if we continue to uplift each other and continue to uplift all different sides, we will have so much healing and peace. Mm-hmm. And I mean, in unity. I mean, that's just that's the key thing, you know. And I'm not running for president. None. I know that sounds pretty sharp, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. you know. Not you yet, know at least. And not I yet, approve this yet. message. No, not I don't. Yet. I don't approve. But it's just, <laughs> but seriously, man, it's just. I mean, the fact that we're having these, you know, these kind of conversations is unheard of. I mean, some guys are probably looking at. These men getting too sentimental. I ain't watching. Yeah. I ain't watching. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, well, again, well, but here and then here's my thing, dude, too, because I think that that what you're saying. So here's kind of where I, I want to kind of circle back around. One of the things that I mentioned earlier was, you know, with 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 your generation, you you're probably 13, 14, 15 years younger than I am, right? Mm-hmm. So we have this generation, like a like a like a skipping generation. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally believe that that your generation, like the 20s, 30s, is really going to be key and responsible in changing a lot of this narrative. The reason I say that is because, number one, bro, technology, the way we're connecting, the way we're able to get a message out is completely different. Mm-hmm. Number two, you're willing to have this kind of conversation. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, okay, back in the day, maybe about 20 years ago, ain't no way two guys are going to be like, hey, let's get on a podcast together and talk about feelings and what it means to be like a man. Let's like, open up no, a bottle bro. of wine. Yeah, let's talk. Exactly. No, yeah, it wouldn't happen, bro. It would not happen. And like a lot of people would be like, yo, what in the world? And to even go back to, you know, like your friend that you had on the podcast. If honestly, 20 years ago, if we would have probably been talking about this, the Mm -hmm. the label we would have gotten is, okay, those guys are like homosexual, something's wrong with them, yada, yada, and this and this and that. And then it's like, okay, well, you could say that, but now Mm -hmm. what about like my son? Like, how do I now teach my son? I have a six-year-old son now, right? Mm -hmm. And I notice that there's moments where he'll get upset about something. Do I tell him like, nah, stop, quiet that up? Be mm-hmm. a man, or do I take the time to say, "Hey, bro, it's okay for you to be upset. I'm gonna give you your time. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna let you process this because I have to teach you how to process it. Because if I don't teach you how to process your emotions now at a six, as a six year old man, like boy, when you're 26 and you're ready to flip out on me because I didn't teach you or give you the space that you needed to like learn how to like handle life and understand Absolutely. what life is about." then I can't get mad when you flip out on me at 26 years old. Right. That's my thing. It's like, okay, we have like, even with the older generation, they might say, okay, well, these younger guys ain't listening. They ain't doing this, but you ain't never really gave younger guys the time to process their emotions and really figure out life. Everything was like, when something bad happened, shut it down. Don't say nothing. Keep it in. And and, I mean, it's, you're absolutely right. And it's, is you even look, you you look at like, you know, crime going on, right? The crime Mm -hmm. is involving again. I go back to teens. They're, they're getting younger and younger lives are being lost or in the the suspects are being younger and younger. The victims are being younger and younger. I always say, look, we have to look at the root because those criminals are not always just purity bad. They weren't born bad. There was a time where they were either, uh, 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 never, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Didn't have the proper guidance, and that led them to a rough path. And so, when you always just start off by saying this and that and that and this, and you know, there are there are hard, you know criminals out there that just their their evil is all around. So the evil is in is existence. But the fact of the matter is, you have to look at the root and you have to realize like where was this kid hurting in order to you know think this is okay to do? Because a lot of sometimes there's a lot of criminals that have great parents. And that's what mm-hmm. blind, that mind's blowing. People are like, "Wait, you had you had some great parents, hard, hardworking, but where where was the root? What you know? 
was the moment came when he was crying and his dad said, you don't be a sissy or don't, you know, man up, man up. Was right. that the peak for him? And then he, you know, he said, okay, well, I'm going to just flip out when, you know, I'm going to come ahead case in, in middle school, high school and, you know, things like that. So they all, you always have to, again, you know, find the root and see exactly where this issue happened. Cause I mean, again, where are these 15 year olds getting this mindset from 16 year olds? They haven't, they haven't been in the world that long, long I mean, enough. Yeah, exactly. Really yeah. from, from like <laughs> one to three or one to four, they're still trying to figure out the ABCs and one, two, threes. So For then sure. you take, you take those four years out and then stretch it out until they get to like 15, 16. Where did all this stuff come from? So right. again, you, you're, you're speaking right on the head, Nick, as far as, you know, letting your son, uh, uh, when it, when it comes to moments like that. Yeah. And then too, I mean, at the same time, I got to say this though, and this mm -hmm. is my thinking at mm -hmm. the same time. Yes, we process emotions, but at the mm -hmm. same time, I'm going to still teach you how to protect yourself. I'm Absolutely. Gonna still teach you like things that I think are like, okay, this is what a man's supposed to do. Like I'm, I'm the head of my household. I'm supposed mm -hmm. to protect my family. Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be a cover. And I'm supposed to, those are my, those are my roles. Those are my responsibilities. Mm -hmm. I'm going to teach you how to do those things. But I may try and teach you how to do those things in a different way where you're allowed to be. Because I think one of the damaging things when you look at like toxic masculinity is it mm -hmm. robs a lot of men of being who they were supposed to be. Exactly. Like who God exactly. created them to be, right? God Absolutely. created every single, and this is my personal belief, mm -hmm. every single person that comes onto the face of this earth, God has created them for a specific, like a specific purpose, right? And when you look at like this toxic masculinity, you put a, you can put, cause I look back on my own life. Right. I, mm -hmm. When I was younger, I was real like creative one. I'm always, always like all over the place, like always moving <laughs> like in class. I'd be like, yo, this is boring. Cause I learn so fast and then move on to the next thing. But it was always like, okay, take all of that. And it's like, okay, well now nah, you need to be here at school. You need mm -hmm. to be doing this. You need to be doing this. And then, it stifled a lot of that. And so you really rob a lot of men from probably becoming like who they were really meant to be like and what God designed them to be. Because you think going back to David, my bad, before I cut mm, you off, no going back to David, if you look at like David, the reason he became who he was was because he was able to express the emotions of being a man. Like men came to him and was like, bro, this guy, he can still take your head off. But then we can duck off in the corner and have a conversation about how I can't figure out my marriage and how mm -hmm. I can't like, what am I supposed to do? And he's not going to judge me. He's going to put his arm around me and be like, bro, I'll cry with you. I'll do this with you and we're going to make it. But tomorrow when we got to get on the battlefield. We're going to go to war. Right? right. So that's the balance that I think needs to kind of shift, man. So, oh, man, amen to that. And which, what you had said about um, still teaching your son your child how to protect himself i mean that goes that goes on both sides i mean you know everybody teaches their you know boy and girl how you know how to protect themselves uh um and just like you said in just in different ways and mm -hmm. um it's, it's extremely important um i don't i don't think that that technically means like hey you need to protect yourself as a woman or you need to protect you know the man says you need to protect yourself as a man they just say protect you know protect yourself protect you know proper proper guidance you know being that provider really and what i'm learning you know men and women uh uh really are taught uh how to hey you need to help provide for family there's there's uh, uh daughters out there now being say hey you need to you know uh become you know not be a provide be a provider but um yeah but we'll be a provider and always still know how to work independently and then you branch all that stuff together and then it's like okay we, we got this we you know we're building up a team now um, but you're absolutely right. You still have to build off that guys. And it's funny. So when I was, um, so until I was seven, um, my, my mother was a, a, sing, a single parent, but I mean, my, my father was still, still in my life to this day. He, you know, he just lived in a different state, but as far as in Virginia, my mother was a single parent, but I was surrounded by my mom, my grandmother and my two aunts. So I was surrounded by all females. So most again, go back to toxic masculinity. You're raised by all women. Guess what? You probably gonna be more like the, you know, like the women. And I wasn't because my mom, my aunt, my grandmothers, my my grandmother and my aunts, they taught me really how to, you know, be the man. My, my you know, my, once my I was blessed with my bonus dad, who you know got me involved in athletics. But you know, he he topped it off. But I will say, you know, my mom started off giving me that 
that um what's the word i'm looking for she established that platform of hey you know uh just be you know always defending yourself being tough it wasn't really about being a true man she was just teaching me the way of life and life then, life yeah uh, my life. dad came that came and just you know added on some more greatness so right. it's just and, and again like i said my father was in my life and he was also providing that for me you know even though we were still in different states i'm all i'm you know i was very very fortunate to you know again have a great support system um but uh you know if i think about it and if i never would got into sports i'll be the same old Aronson. You know, I still, you know, cracking jokes. I still, you know, you probably uh, you wouldn't know. be as big though. You'd probably be a little bit slimmer. No, I think I don't know. I think I think I think I would be well because I was always I was in the wrestling before I even watched sports. Okay, I was gotcha, a huge gotcha, I was yeah. a huge fan of wrestling, so right, yeah, I'm like I, I gotta yeah, yeah. look like The Rock. Well, I gotta look like yeah, you know, Triple H. I, I gotta got look like these big guys. So I yeah. I was always into that, and you know, appearance was everything and stuff. So I like to yeah. you know swag out good, but um, you know, it's just you know I was very blessed uh, to have you know those conversations. You know what my father uh never never in that scenario where i thought like oh man if i don't do this is he gonna look at me different is he gonna do this and do that no it was just right. it it was just simply just the way of life and um you know i'm no parent so i don't want to say most of y'all parents you do the same thing because i don't have kids uh but um i do think that uh our generation now the younger generation like you said more more tech savvy and um and just uh really um trying to help change that narrative we're in that era where you know the term yolo you only live once we always go by that like why don't you just do this huh? yolo we just we don't think on it we just do it and i think that's what kind of makes uh at least the the 20s and uh in that range kind of more uh inspiring and on top of that too it's important when it comes to because you mentioned some key points but i also want to throw in when it comes to voting because that voting it makes a huge difference when certain bills and laws are being passed that's what yeah. goes on in the young they always say young people please vote because this is you have some young people that don't worry about it you have some people that are very much involved in it because they want to see the change they want to see that narrative being changed so right that's why you right. see a lot of young people uh marching marching 24 7 and uh you know going going above and beyond painting their whole body you know or just do you know doing everything they can to make that example so or to yeah. send that, get that message across for sure. And I think, to, too, to add to that, when you talk about that, man, I know for me, like what you have gotten involved with as far as learning about, you know, that that side as far as voting politics, because I'll be honest, my I was like, eh, I'm not going to. The first time I voted was when Obama was going into office. Right. Because I was like, yo. All right, let's do I it. Gotta you know, vote this like, brother yeah. in. It's my and duty, <laughs> right? And, and 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 honestly, looking back on it, it was kind of ignorant. I'm not saying that I didn't want Obama to be in office, but I'm just saying, like, why did it take me so long to learn about what's happening and what's affecting me? Is it okay you know if I can what ask mean? what age you were when Obama first got in office, bro? The, so the, when did he get in office? 2012. I was in seventh grade when he when he first won the elect when he won that first election, which was 2008, right? 28 2008 when did he come 2008 Dang, yeah 2000 i think then we have think. to google this one this is sad I, I, hey it's all good <laughs> hey, hey, go. it's been a long time oh you right edit, now, we go, yeah yeah we're gonna have to edit we're gonna have to edit that one out we, we, we gotta, gotta fact to check it we gotta edit that one out because i don't want to give people the wrong i want to say it was yeah it had to be 2008 2009 2009 yeah so yeah, the elections was in two thousand eight, but he got he was in office two thousand nine. So he got, got inaugurated two thousand nine. Got you. So, got you. Yeah. Got you. So two thousand eight, bro. What's what, we're, we're two thousand twenty two, right? Two thousand twenty two, right now. Almost finished That's with two thousand twenty two. So that was fourteen years ago for me. So I was your age. I so was your 20, age. Wow. So wow, wow. Shame on you. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, I, I was late too. I was I was late too. I I was probably at um. I want to say what election did I know? Um, it was probably his second. Well, no, because his second, yeah, his second term, because seventh grade, right, right at 18, 18, 19, I think. I don't know if it was a second term or not, but I think I was between 18, 19, possi possibly 20 when I first um when I when I first voted. Cause again, and I've done local, I've done local many times, but I just never really um well no i take that back i don't even know if i did local that much but to say all that though i learned my lesson and really um you know focus on that and uh just uh continue. well I, I think i cut you i'm sorry i think i cut you off because you were bringing that bringing that up with no, your no, age. You're good. So, 
Yeah, no, so no, you're, you're, you're good. Yeah, you're no, good. no, no. I just I had um, it, it was just it was it's important to you know definitely um you know understand politics, right? So I'm you know sharing with my friends, young, young and you know older than me, just simple conversations when it comes to local elections. I'm you know I'm getting involved with. Uh, you know, I have, I'm fortunate to have a lot of friends that uh, work in local and state um, office. Um, so I learn from them. Um, and um, not just as a business owner, why it's good to see what's going on in your community. But again, community, yeah. you if if your whole at least my, for my mission is all about training the narrative. I want to see change. I want to see equality. I want to see just positive, you know, changes happening. So I'm always uh, going to be, you know, at least having a seat, whether it's on the right or the left. I want to attend all the events and just get, you know, get, listen out, get the perspective. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and um, just help guide my um, help lead some of my younger uh, friends and people that are, you know, rookies when it comes to understanding politics, because because it, it is important as much as, uh, you know, people will say, hey, you know, that whole phrase or term, your vote matters, doesn't it doesn't really matter. It does. It, it really does. I understand that you're hurting the fact that, you know, you might have some promises that's never been met. And that's been kind of like the narrative in politics. That's why a lot of people kind of, you know, lean away from it. But um, but in order to really see big changes in our society, I mean, you can you, it starts in you know, it starts with you. Right. You can make so many changes, you know, by yourself. You, But it also does, you know, happen when it comes to the um, the the uh, in politics. You know, you got to vote. You got to cash your vote and vote for if you have issue, you know, occurring. Hey vote man or either run i mean that's that's a lot of people i met they say well i have an issue i'm just gonna run i'm not gonna go that far i'm not gonna go that far yeah, 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 I'm, yeah. I'm not i'll be behind the scenes but i'm not gonna go that far right. I mean, my voice can say enough um because i can talk for hours and hours and hours and i'm loud so they can hear me from somewhere but um but uh but yeah ready man. for it yeah you ready for it I hear I, you. i'm not ready for all that i'm not ready for what? all that I think that kind of um, it, it kind of brings a good segue, man, for us to kind of just land a plane a little bit. So, um, you know, I know you brought up some really good points as far as like voting. Right. I, as mm -hmm. far as getting involved with voting, understanding um, the voting aspect of it and kind of really just changing a lot of cultural things. But what else do you think? Maybe not necessarily on uh, more of a public level or more of a, you know, like a group level. But what mm -hmm. do you think that we can do? as men to kind of start changing some of that narrative around this issue of toxic masculinity, where it's like, you know, you have some conversations with older folks, older guys, and you're like, ah, oh, how could I, what, what do you think that we could kind of start doing to change some of that narrative? Well, for, for one, I mean, simple things is, you know, small groups, right? I remember when I was uh, younger and um, instead of like Bible study, you had youth groups. So you met up with, you know, young kids, you know, kids your age, um, you know, going over a uh, scripture, but also having a lot of fun. So, you know, you can do the same thing now doing some small groups. We're living, we live in a tech savvy world. So you're, you're, you're doing a perfect example right now, Nick, with your podcast, right? Your mm -hmm. podcast is listened and heard all from all over, all over the world in so many different podcast platforms. So when it comes to so social media, we need to use our social media positively because there's a lot of people that they get those toxic masculinity vibes through social media because you know especially young kids young kids are into their phones i mean i'm looking at young kids now like Yo, you're, you're six years old how can you know how to control the iphone <laughs> you know 13 pro max more than me well, what is, sure. <laughs> i'm like i'm like i'm over here trying to figure out something a little little little, little rug rack crap i got you I'm, wait hold on you can talk like this is, this is one of those sure. things like but we live in such a tech savvy world and everything is a it's a very judgmental world too so you know when it comes to television when it comes to you know again podcasts small groups or just starting off with the one-on-ones you know a simple thing grabbing lunch with your you know with your friends or um or playing sports right and having those conversations at the same time yeah. because now yeah. you're now it's like okay we're fellas we just finished you know working out at the gym lifting weights and doing all that stuff going hard but we're also having these conversations while we're doing it right so kind of yeah. intertwining and incorporating the exact same things um, you know, going to your favorite sports bar and having those conversations or just enjoying some uh, just 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 fellowshipping. Right. So you want to continue to uh, uh, that. That's some of just the things I'm thinking in my head right now. Uh, um, social media, uh, um, uh, 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 small groups, uh, group chats. Um, oh, man. What else? What else? What else? Um I don't know. I think that that's all I can think of in my head, man. But that's that's how you have to, you know, have to start it off. I mean, just, you know, start with start with one person. And sometimes that one person can be like, hey, look, 
I have this guy that we had the same conversation. Okay, bring him on. And, I, you know, I can do the same thing. And you continue to build it up, build it up, build it up. And then you have a, a church size <laughs> of dudes you're talking to that have the same thing. And if they continue to spread that message and refer to others, uh, that's, you know, that's how you got to do it. That's really how you right. do it, just, just by speaking and just by speaking into existence and by actions as well. So, sure. you know, my example with, you know, with uh, my friend who's who's openly gay that I, I even posted that on my social media, knowing mm-hmm. everybody can see it. I'm like, hey, but it's it's positivity. We're helping bridge the gap. And we had a great time and we're talking, you know, all positive vibes. We're laughing. You know, hey, we're helping. I, wa- that I watched that episode, too. He was firing off. He was funny, man. I, lo- I like him. He's got his energy is hype, bro. Man, 100%. man. 100%. Let me let me tell you something. When when the when the episode when it when it go when it goes out, man, it's it, the episode was so powerful. I honestly think it was probably my longest uh show, <clears throat> excuse me, ever ever recorded. Um, he it, it it but it was so it was so needed. Like it was just it was very inspiring. I was happy. Uh, just the fact that you know I had to give myself a pat on the back because I'm like you know you know the guests I usually hit up the guests, so I feel like that's good. <laughs> But you know, I, I had, you know, I was I was proud, man. I was really I was I was honored, and you know, that same day of recording, I had to I picked him up from his uh, location because his car was in the shop. So again, it was still chain of narrative. I never, you know, I was you know close to you know man that hey, right. we. So it was it was it was still I felt just I don't know I just felt like you know Lord this was my A for the day because yeah. you know I just felt like I made this man's day. And um, and I hope that this message was, you know, spread across and I hope people can, you know, learn something from it. So I, I was really happy about that day. Right. For sure. For sure. And I think that I think you hit some really good points, man. And I think, too, to add a little bit, of, you know, to add a little bit, a little bit of seasoning on what you just said, mm-hmm. I think um, you made a good point about actions. It's really mm-hmm. about actions, our actions that we take. Um, but then it's really about men being willing to have the courage to take that action. Right. Cause that's Absolutely. my thing. It's like, you know, you were willing to say, I'm going to put myself out there, not because I'm concerned about what everybody else is saying, but because I'm concerned about this is another human being that has a whole story that people need to hear. And when people hear his story, they can say, okay, well, now I understand where, why you're, where, where you're at, or not even really why, but I just understand where you're at yep. in life. You know what I mean? Because I hear your story. And so I think that's really key, man, is, is just really just having the courage to say, you know what, I'm going to have these difficult conversations. That's why I don't mind having these conversations, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of these kind of conversations people don't want to have. Because it exposes a lot of like my insecurity is exposes a lot of your insecurity. It exposes a lot of who we are as men. Yep. It, it brings up that fear. Things. It brings up that sure. fear. Them. Yep. For sure. And we start talking and we're like, dang, I never really thought about how I was afraid of this or how I looked at this. But um, I think those conversations are really, really important, man. I think, man, yeah, you hit the nail right on the head. Just having those conversations, bringing that positivity to social media our interactions, mm-hmm. how we're dealing with people, how we're talking, um, talking with people, man, I think can definitely uh, change the narrative on that, man. I feel good, man. I feel like this was a really good convo. Anything else you you could think man, about, man, that man, you want to add? Can, man, I don't even, man, what? It, it, and I, and I'm, I'm thinking so fast right now because I'm like, when, when, right when you, right when we end this, it'll be like, oh, oh, by the way, I'm going <laughs> to call you. Be like, look, look, can you record my voice saying this right now? You can? Okay, okay, I'll try um, for sure but um but yeah man just uh, i mean you you definitely you you nailed it as far as um having the courage being more comfortable being open and not showing that fear that's really mm-hmm. i mean when you said being being more open and have it having that courage that was like man i wish i would have said that so you yeah. you took my last point you took my last point because that, that's that's, that's really it, and it, it yeah man it's simple it's simple so i truly um yeah i just i hope they can get a lot from this conversation that we had and hope to you know spread and have more conversations like that and again it's it's, it's simple guys this hey you, man, man up doesn't exist uh, uh uh being the true meaning of being a man is just being yourself there's no such true meaning as it just be yourself just be yourself be the way that you want to be do not hold that in okay please do not hold that in because all you're doing is constantly you know uh uh, uh building that lack of confidence in your true self so please, please express your true self. Please, uh, 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 you know, it does not it doesn't make you lack of a man to talk sincere, you know, to have uh, those 
uh, uh, you know, emotional conversations with your your teammates, with your brothers, or or or, or just bros, man. It does not make you less of a man. And you know, if if it goes on in your household, please, you know, let your let your father, let that masculine person in your family know that, so that maybe you can you know teach them and bring them more open, and then they, you know, you're inspiring them to change their narrative. So that's that's my two cents, Nick. That's all I got. Yeah. That's all I, I had right you. there. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. I appreciate it, man. Well, hey, look, this has been um, the Life Recreated Show, man. I enjoyed a wonderful, wonderful time with my brother Arrington here. Um, and uh, I'm going to make sure that I do a couple things. I'm going to link down in the description below um, where you can find Arrington. Actually, before we head out, man, where can people find you? Give them a shout out, man. Where can they find you on social media and everywhere? Okay, so my IG is my name, Arrington Gavin. Very simple. Please also uh, follow uh, well, my my business Rugged Evo. Uh, that's a, a, a one of my business Rugged Evolution Beer Care, and as well as my podcast, Our Smooth Club Podcast, a show where everyday men discuss everyday topics. We're also on Instagram, our Facebook page, uh, Our Smooth Club Podcast, um, our YouTube, Rugged Evo TV. Um, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. And uh, again, just I truly appreciate it, Nick. And um, thank you for having me. And uh, yeah. for those, you know, just please continue to support my friend Nick. Continue to support this movement, his show. His show is awesome. I'm jealous of his set. And he is just, <laughs> he's the man. He's the man. But um, again, I, I truly thank you, uh, brothers, for, you know, for allowing me to have this conversation with you and for inviting me. I mean, hey, I hope to have some more invites for, to come. And um, for sure. it, was, it, it was awesome, man. It was awesome. Thank you. Thanks again for having me. Yeah, absolutely, man. Definitely, man. And I'm going to uh, make sure I'll uh, link down everything in the description below so you can find Arrington, find out everything he's doing. I'm going to link some of the shows that he talked about. Um, and, uh, you know, just just definitely uh, looking at what what what, uh, what he's got going on. And, you know, for us, the reason that we're having this kind of conversation is because it's necessary for us as men to be able to change that narrative um, on this channel, on this show. We're all about really just learning, healing and growing all these different aspects of life and so um hit us up man definitely check us out on youtube if you're checking us out on the podcast definitely leave a comment down below leave a review let me know how we're doing what we can improve on things that you might want to hear um those things definitely help out but until next time i want you to keep learning keep healing and keep growing okay we're done i think i'm gonna end if i if i if i stop now i think it's gonna will it stop